People who quit their jobs in a blaze of glory. What's your story? I used to work recording concerts for a school conservatory. Basically, students would pay a fee for the conservatory to record their concerts and put them on CD for them. I had had the job as a work study since I was a freshman, and I loved it. In the second half of my senior year, I received a call from my boss saying that I messed up on a CD and that I needed to meet with him in the studio to fix it at 4 p.m. I thought it was an odd request. Mistakes sometimes happen, but all of the employees knew how to fix them themselves, and I was the most experienced worker that they had at that point. I asked if I could just fix it earlier and submit it to the office assistant, but he insisted I come in at 4. I showed up about 15 minutes before 4 to figure out what had gone wrong. I put the CD in and immediately could hear that it was a CD of a completely different concert. That was really bizarre, but we have backups of all the audio, so I just burned another CD of the correct concert from that. As the CD was burning, my boss came in and told me that I was fired. He told me screwing up a CD that badly was unacceptable. I had never been fired before. This was the longest job I had ever had, and I was totally blindsided. To this day, I have no idea how the wrong concert ended up on that CD. The best I could figure is that the office assistant mixed up the CDs or something. But whoever's fault it was, it had a really easy problem to fix. I argued with him for a bit by telling him that I thought he was making a big mistake, and this really wasn't a huge deal. But he refused to listen. Just when I resigned myself to my fate, the newly burned CD popped out of the computer. We both looked at it for 5 seconds in silence. Then I laughed, handed it to him, and shook his hand and then walked out the door. I wasn't done though. I loved that job and I felt wronged. I was also saving up for a trip to Europe and I didn't want to have to cancel it. I had already had my tickets to Waken. Without a job or a girlfriend, I had a lot of time on my hands that semester. So I decided I would just start my own business recording students' concerts using my own equipment. I charged slightly lower fees than my former employer and put ads online and around the conservatory. I advertised that I was more experienced than anyone working at the conservatory audio and frankly my equipment was better as long as they weren't playing one of the big venues, especially for jazz shows. Also, instead of burning CDs, I offered my clients to just send them the audio digitally, which a lot of students preferred because they would just get it within an hour or so after the concert had ended rather than several days later. College kids are cheap, and it didn't take long before I had to hire my own assistant to keep up with all the concerts that we were recording. I probably ended up cutting the conservatory's audio department business by 20%. My former boss was livid and he made a couple of unsuccessful attempts to shut us down. I had earned more money that semester than I probably had in my previous three and a half years combined of working for someone else. I was just mad at myself for not doing this earlier. The only problem is I don't feel comfortable putting that job on my resume anymore. I know that feeling. I can't use my last job as a reference either, but I'll be telling my story later on in this video. Not me, but my dad. He was a partner in a software company and they were undergoing a merger. There was a ton of confusion in the move and one guy was trying to take advantage of the situation. He was from the other company. He fired my dad for no reason, however my dad was really well liked at his company. So much so that many of the employees from his company walked out of the building when he left with his stuff. One guy apparently came running down to the parking lot because he realized the guy that fired my dad did not have the authority to do so. My dad put his things in the car, goes back upstairs, fires the guy who tried to fire him, and then quits. I don't know if this is a blaze of glory, but it made me feel good. I got a job in a big city. My new manager said that she wanted to give me a two-week trial period because she just wasn't sure about me. 
This manager was a total B, constantly yelling, expecting us to work through lunch, work late, and come in early. Had sessions in her office about how awful we were. I was miserable and the job was hell. The Friday of the end of my trial period, my manager called me into her office. She said that she was pleasantly surprised at how good I was and that she definitely wanted to keep me on. I told her that unfortunately she had not passed my trial period and I would not be staying. When I walked out, it was the best elevator ride down to the lobby ever. People often forget that employment is a two-way street. It's always refreshing to remind them of that. When that boss said there was a trial period, my brain was like, I would have told her she's on my trial period too. Glad the OP did that in the end. I drove for about four hours for a job interview that was right out of grad school. Nice place, working environment seemed a little tense, but that's alright. This was an animal shelter in the Midwest. The owner asked me to clean a cage for him. I said sure, doctors have to clean out cages every once in a while. It takes about 10 seconds. Then he asked me to hang out for a second while he talked to a client. I said sure. He told me to just keep cleaning the cages. I thought he was kidding. A technician walked into the room and asked me why the cages weren't done. I shrugged. From her attitude, I gathered that he wasn't kidding about the cages. After a wait in excess of 20 minutes, I just left. Got a phone call about 5 minutes later. I didn't answer it. Wait, he was making you clean cages during a job interview? What? I just- Ah! There are so many things wrong with that. Free labor? What a turd move. Probably just didn't want to do it themselves. It's also illegal. I was a server in a really crappy restaurant. It was owned by a husband and wife. The wife was truly in charge and responsible for actually getting almost everything done. The husband was a hot-headed jerk who would show up from time to time to kick the cook out of the kitchen to play chef himself. He was a terrible cook. His wife did her best to just keep him out of the restaurant altogether, but he was a jerk and he did as he pleased. Luckily, he was also lazy and restauranting is work, so he wasn't there often. Anyways, one day on a slow morning, when I was the only server, he came in to cook breakfast and was just ruining everything. He was smoking a cigar in the kitchen, using way too much grease and just burning everything. Customers would order scrambled eggs and bacon, how hard is that? And he would give me a blackened mystery substance dripping with grease to bring to their table. I refused. He screamed at me, within earshot of the customers, and told me that he was the restaurateur. Not me, so I better do as I was told. So I took that crap food to the tables, they complained and asked me to replace it while looking at me like they couldn't believe that I would bring such food to their table in the first place. I brought it back to the kitchen and Hothead couldn't believe that they didn't want it. He doesn't believe me and yells at me some more. I am not about to bring the same food out to that table, so I refuse and tell him to do it himself. As you can imagine, he did not like that very much and he let me know very loudly. But he did take the food out to them. They gave him the same response they gave me and he shouted at them. He shouted a whole rant at them about how they had no idea what food was and that he grew up in Greece where food was an art. And he went to school and owned a restaurant, so what credentials could they have? Who are they to question food? He told them this restaurant was only for people who truly appreciated food and that they could go eat elsewhere. They did leave in silence. I think they were too shocked at what had just happened to come up with a rebuttal. When he came back from his incident with them, he told me that I was on thin ice and he didn't care for the backtalk I had given him. He said if I didn't like how he runs things, I should just leave. 
I was the only server in that place, and I was so pissed off I couldn't see straight, and he had just told me to leave if I didn't like how he operated. Well, I didn't like how he operated, so I left. He must have not realized that there were no other servers, because I immediately got a voicemail about how it was all a misunderstanding and I should come back because they were busy. How they were busy, I don't know, and everything would be alright. Luckily, I was working two jobs at the time, so I had the option to just pick up more hours at my other job. I didn't answer his calls until hours later when the voicemail started sounding really desperate. All I said was I can't talk because I was working my other job and I'm not coming back so stop calling. I heard from ex-coworkers that his wife came in shortly thereafter, cried uncontrollably and closed the place down for the rest of the day. That did make me feel bad because she was a nice lady who worked really hard and I can only imagine how hard it was to try and run a restaurant with a husband like that. If that man is like that in public, I would hate to see how he is in private. I feel bad for that wife. I was an investigative reporter in Cleveland and had turned in a solid story about state Senator Kevin McLaughlin using his campaign finance money to buy Ohio State game tickets and hotel rooms for his mistress. It was approved by the editor and publisher, but the CEO, Matt Haggerty, spiked it when Coughlin threatened a lawsuit. I told him to go screw himself on the conference call with his people before security escorted me out of the building. I sent the spike story to everyone in my Rolodex. It circulated the state house and a couple of weeks later, Coughlin dropped out of the race for governor. I sued the paper and Coughlin for wrongful termination. Coughlin agreed that he never had grounds for a lawsuit and I settled with the company. Slate and a few other publications wrote about my graceful exit. 10 out of 10 would tell him to screw himself again. This is the reason why we need journalists. They tend to get a bad rap, but who else watches the watchers? One of my first jobs was part-time at some small-budget supermarket. The boss was a wanker of severely limited intelligence, assigning me far more shifts than I agreed to and spending the entire day shouting at everybody, rather than doing actual work. Turns out I was also getting a euro less per than agreed upon. I noticed that after a month when I finally got my first paycheck. Not cool. Grounds enough for me to terminate my work contract with immediate effect. So I got myself a new job, typed out my notice, put it in my coat pocket, and waited for the worst possible moment to quit. The moment came two weeks later. My boss and I were opening on a Saturday, and it just so happened that the cashier that was supposed to come in an hour later called in sick. He tells me and goes off on a tirade about how the shift is going to be hell with just the two of us. I smile, hand in my notice, and stroll out of the store without saying a word. Best feeling ever. Was working as a busser at Outback in college, animation major. Was there roughly six months. Never called out, always came in when asked to. Finals were coming up, and I was slightly behind on my final project. Called the manager three days in advance. I needed a day off I was scheduled for. Told me I had to get it covered. No problem. I called all the other bidders and even two hostesses. No one could or would do it. Called the boss back. His response, and I quote, You need to decide right now what's more important, school or your career. I exploded on the guy with the easiest decision I've ever made in my life. I never understood the school versus career comment. Are people stupid enough to think people just go to college for fun and are not trying to get a better career? Not a blaze, more like a slow burn. Used to be a Comcast tech, put in my two weeks notice and got as many parking tickets as I could. The tickets couldn't be pegged to me because I don't own the vehicle. 
Comcast has a policy that employees need to pay their own parking tickets, but by the time Comcast got the tickets in the mail, I wouldn't have been an employee anymore. And you know the phenomenon where work vehicles can park wherever they want and not get a ticket? That doesn't apply to vehicles that say Comcast on the side. I still imagine the curses made in my name after they uncovered the extent of my evil plot. Wasn't me, but I was a department supervisor at a Best Buy for a while back in the early 2000s. We had 10 rows of various software. The store manager always had this one employee rearrange the planogram each week. It sucked. The dude had enough. He farted into the overhead intercom, shouted, eat my junk, and shoulder blocked the software rack to the ground. Knowing I was going to have to clean it up, I was never more pissed at a person. Looking back, never more impressed. Bumped into him last year at the same Best Buy. He smiled and said, looks like they stopped selling software. I'm not gonna lie, the farting into the overhead com got me. I worked at a technical support call center for almost a decade. The average burnout time or turnover was in six months. I was sitting in a meeting. They were ragging on us for sending out too many boxes. The week previously, we were sitting in the exact same room being ragged on for not sending enough boxes. I had a rough year and I was just sitting there dying inside. I had this sudden epiphany. Every day since I walked into the door of that place was worse than the last. There was literally no reason for me to be there. That thought had just popped into my head like a light bulb went off. I got up in the middle of the meeting and just walked out without a word. The SDM that was giving the meeting just had their mouth hung open. He wasn't used to the drones doing things like this. He started after me and I ignored him. I went back to my desk and gathered up some things, gave a few other things to some people, and gave a goodbye email. The whole time the SDM was getting more and more agitated trying to talk to me, eventually yelling. I just ignored him like a bad smell at a dinner party. So I just went home. They called and called for days. Eventually, a supervisor that had me on Facebook messaged me. He was an okay dude, and I told him flatly that I was not returning. He said that we had a lot of paperwork to do and an exit interview and so on. I said no, I wasn't going back on that floor. I wasn't going to sit in an office like a bad teenager in the principal's office. It was over. I was done. We finally agreed to meet downstairs in an empty cubicle. I flatly didn't agree to anything, didn't sign anything, and just gathered whatever stuff they had for me and I left. For near a decade, they dictated everything in my life. My sleep schedule, my family life, holidays. They went so far as to time the seconds of how long I was in the bathroom during the day. That was all over. They had no more control over me and I enjoyed making that clear. A call center is the worst job I've ever had. And I worked as a plumber one summer. Why not end this video with a personal story? Because I made sure that the people at my old job would remember me quitting. So first, I have to give you a little backstory. I worked at my old job for eight years. It was a full-time gig at an automotive plant where we did a lot of testing on different vehicle parts. It was a place with a lot of lifers. They like to complain about how young people didn't want to work anymore because the job also had a lot of turnover. But if you were like me, someone who could be counted on, came in on their days off and actually did their job well, you had a lot of freedom at the company. Well, after I learned how the politics of the whole company worked, I quickly became known as the guy that would speak up about problems in the workplace. A lot of those lifers would just say that I was complaining and I didn't want to do the job. Well, I didn't hear those same people complaining when I pointed out that the whole company wasn't paying overtime correctly for the last two years, and magically, everyone just got crazy overtime checks to fix the mistake. 
I guess I'm just lazy though. The job was mostly boring and I often dreaded going to work, but I stayed at the job so long because it was easy, the pay was good, and I just started taking my laptop to work to edit my YouTube videos. Since I was counted on so much during my shift, I was given a lead position and I worked directly with supervisors to make sure we took care of all the necessary problems. Well, after some drama in the workplace, we had a new shift manager that oversaw all three shifts, who was also a lifer. We will call them Billy Bob, and I have to say, dude was pretty cool until he wasn't. You see, one day, I was going to go on vacation and I noticed that there wasn't going to be a lead operator in charge while I was gone. So I said to Billy Bob, yo, I have scheduled vacation next week and there isn't a lead for the shift scheduled. So you're gonna have to figure that out. There was no aggression or sinister tone behind those words or anything. But I do remember him giving me this weird look, which I thought was odd because I was just letting my boss know that there was something that needed to be solved or there might be problems later. I should also mention that I was taking this vacation to burn my personal days because I was on the verge of quitting that job. I for many years wanted to make the leap into content creation full time and I felt like the job was holding me back. Plus my job also had this dumb rule of if you don't use it, you lose it when it came to vacation time. So I wasn't gonna give them free days after working all those years. Well, when I returned from my vacation, I had officially made up my mind that I was gonna put in my two weeks. And I told this to my shift lead. And he was like, are you serious? Because that saves me from having to have a talk with you. I was like, for what? Well, apparently you pissed off Billy Bob before you left by saying he needs to figure something out. And he went straight to HR and tried to find some dirt on you. Then he went and pulled all of your time cards and said that he found some issues. So now you have a meeting scheduled on Monday with HR, him, and other management. Are you serious? That's petty as hell. But you know what? Tell them I'm down for the meeting. I can't wait. By the way, those issues they found were that I wasn't working full-time hours because this was during COVID and they cut our hours down to 32 hours a week and specifically said that people could leave if it was slow and we had coverage. So I left a lot with my boss's approval. Anyways, what I need to let you guys and gals know is I can be really cool to work with. As long as you do your job and you don't make my job harder, we will be best friends. But the moment you try to screw me over, I will become your worst enemy. When you have worked at a place for eight years with a bunch of dudes that like to gossip more than a high school cheerleading squad, you get a lot of dirt on people that you work with. And I had a lot of dirt on this shift manager. So when word got around that I was quitting and that I was happily waiting for this HR meeting because I had a few things to bring up, well, after that was known, the HR meeting magically disappeared. Well, he's quitting in two weeks anyway, so why even bother meeting with him? Now, I don't know about y'all, but if I had an employee that was abusing their time cards, I wouldn't want them to stick around at the company any longer than they needed to be. But hey, that's just me. So since I didn't get a chance to get my revenge, I decided why not make the day I quit memorable. So over the next few days, I hatched a plan to make sure that I left my mark on this job that I had spent almost a decade at. First off, with TikTok being all the rage, I decided to make a video that I would upload the day I quit. Secondly, I wanted to leave something behind that would have people be reminded of me when I'm long gone. So I made some stupid meme stickers that I hid all around the campus of my work. Each sticker had me doing some kind of dumb expression. For example, I made this stupid one that said, this clock needs new batteries, or you just learned that time moves slower here, which was obviously hid behind a time clock that I stared at for years. Another one said, hey, stop peeing back here. And I hid that outside because we once had a problem where workers were pissing on company property instead of in the bathrooms. But my favorite of the five stickers that I made said this, what are you doing down here? Looking for a raise? 
and I stuck it right under my shift manager's desk. Lastly, I planned not to finish out my two weeks. Our pay period ended on Saturday and I decided, you know what, I think I'll leave on Saturday instead of working another week. So on my final day, I texted my shift lead and my shift manager that today was going to be my last day and I made sure to use the words, you don't have a lead for tomorrow, so you're gonna have to figure that out. And I just left my job. Oh, and that TikTok that I mentioned, it was of me going around my whole workplace flipping off every camera that they had installed on campus. I even got in a golf cart and drove around the building to hit all the outside cameras. Last time I checked, that video had like 70,000 views on TikTok, and the day following my graceful exit from the company, I had a lot of people texting me that they saw it, and one particular manager wasn't happy, on top of needing to scramble to find some coverage when I decided to quit on the weekend. My friend also told me that upper management blocked anyone from seeing the cameras because they didn't want anyone knowing what I did on campus. Oh, and to my knowledge, only three of the five stickers I hid have been found two years later. All in all, I can say that I've never been happier since I quit that place. That's it for this video. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot. It's linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.